a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you can save at penfed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. It is I, Stephen Jodrand. Joining me today is Jake Watrova. Omakafai is off celebrating his birthday, so he's not here. On today's episode, we're talking about the USA's ass-kicking of Thailand in the 2019 Women's World Cup. But before we get to that, hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and follow us on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod. And uh, go back, we talked U.S. youth national team, we talked U.S. men's national team on previous episodes. Today we're talking about the women's game. And coming out tomorrow is our interview with Las Vegas Lights FC owner Brett Lashbrook. Anyway, Jake, an utter ass-kicking today. Yeah, there's really no other way to describe it. A 13-0 drubbing to the, to the Thai national team. That's that's something. <laughs> I mean, there's really not much to say besides, yeah, the U.S. women's national team scored 13 times. Alex Morgan had five goals and three assists. She leads the entire competition in that category in goals and assists. So congratulations, Alex Morgan, to winning the Golden Boot, to the best player of the tournament. I mean... Anytime you can get five goals in a game, I think you've set yourself up pretty well to win uh, the golden boots to win the player of the tournament i I think uh, alex morgan is in the catbird seat as uh, one might say yeah and listeners this makes it really difficult to actually talk about this game because question of the day what did we learn from the u.s women's national team's ass kicking of thailand and jake i'll be honest with you i didn't learn a single thing well i learned the thai National team isn't very good. <laughs> uh, I get that the U.S. is the best team in the world. This might be the best assemblance of talent ever for a women's national team. But any time you give up 13 goals, I, I, that that kind of tells the whole that, that That tells me that you're just not a good team. You should never give up 13 goals when you're at this level. Yeah, well, okay, the tie are bad, cool. But I, everybody knew that walking into this game. I think they won one of the last seven games. And, and, and the U.S. and listeners at Unk Sam Soccer Pond, 
I promise you, you did not learn anything from this game. The difference in a 6-0 victory, as some predicted, there's no difference between a 6-0 thumping of Thailand versus a 13-0 thumping of Thailand. There is none. You know why? Because the team doesn't learn anything. We know the U.S. women's national team is good because they're the favorite. So hold your horses. Yes, Alex Morton scored five goals and three assists. And, and Jake, read off some other insane s- stats from this game. I got two for you right here. This from our uh, friend Opta Jack. Uh, the U.S. Women's National Team's 13-0 win over Thailand is the largest margin of victory in FIFA World Cup history. That goes for both the men's and the women's World Cups. And to add that to that, the U.S. Women's National Team is the first team in Women's World Cup history to have three different players record a brace in the same match. That being Alex Morgan, Rose Lavelle, and Samantha Mewis. Wow, congratulations. I mean, seriously, this was an unbelievable performance from the U.S. Women's National Team. But I can sit here and definitively say that this 13-0 victory is not going to matter whatsoever in the quarterfinals, in the semifinals, and in the final. Because you know why, listeners? Because people do not remember the crazy statistics and the crazy lopsided score lines if you do not win the trophy. Go ask the 2007 Patriots when they did not lose a single game in the regular season. If that season hurt, or if people really care that they went 16 and 0, I'm sure the Eli Manning and the New York Giants really cared that the Patriots went 16 and 0. You know why? Because they got the Lombardi Trophy. Go ask Golden State when they set the record for the most wins in an NBA season. How they felt walking off the court losing to Cleveland. It did not matter. We can go on about this 13 0 scoreline all we want. But come Sunday against Chile, it's going to mean insignificant. Yeah, they could go beat Chile 6-7-0. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. And they're going to have a goal differential of 25 by the time the group stage is over. But when they play France in the quarterfinals and they lose, no one's going to care that they had a goal differential of 25 or whatever it may be coming out of the group stage. And... Believe it or not, listeners, adversity early on in in the World Cup is actually kind of good. The teams that go far and and win it all face adversity. They are battle-tested. So when the U.S. women's national team faces a punch, will they be able to respond? Yes, they have the talent. Yes, they're the favorite. But adversity is adversity. There's not a single team. There's not a single individual that will face adversity and overcome it instantly. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to get punched. And Jake, I didn't learn anything from this crazy scoreline, crazy stats that come out of the game, but I simply didn't learn anything from it. And I don't know what what you could have learned from this result. We all knew they were the best team in the world. We all knew that they're the favorites to win this World Cup. We all knew that Thailand's not a very, very good team. I don't know what you can take from this result and say, hey, look at, they, they, we, 
we found this out about the U.S. women's national team. Or, hey, they did this. This is something they can build off of for their team against Chile, which, like you said, they're expected to win by at least five goals. There's no – I mean, it's I, – I, I guess I, I really don't know what else to say beyond that. There, there's just there, – there's really nothing good that came from this match unless you like watching just drubbings of uh, – of of the Thailand national team. In the history of the FIFA Women's World Cup, the U.S. has never lost its opener. Six wins and two draws now. So congratulations, U.S. women. And I, I do want to turn the page here. Listeners, tweet at us, what did you learn from the ass-kicking of Thailand today in the World Cup? U.S. women's national team put 13 on the board. And Jake, I think you had one of my favorite tweets. Stephen A., Parody Twitter account. I'm not going to read the the name. I'll give you the handle though. It's at Sports Talk Barry. If you know who that is, uh, had this interesting tweet on the U.S. Women's National Team victory over Thailand earlier today. And Stephen, you in particular will will get a kick out of this uh, because, as uh, Sports Talk Barry writes, props to the U.S. Women's Soccer Team for reminding everybody how many points Tom Brady led his offense to in both of his Super Bowl wins over the Rams. You know, part of me just wants to say, and actually is a good, this actually backs up my point. It all, all that matters is the fact that Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. U.S. Women's National Team could put 50 up on Thailand. If they do not win the World Cup, it is insignificant. And what is more annoying about this game is that post-match on Twitter, on Fox, the conversation was not about the performance itself. It was the fact that they put 13 up and then the comparisons to the U.S. men's national team began. When can we just sit here during the FIFA Women's World Cup and just focus on what is happening in France? Whether it's goals, whether it's VAR, whether it's off the field issues with Norway and the world's best player sitting out. Whether or not the U.S. women's national team is the best assembled team ever at a World Cup. Who can compete? France, England, Germany. No, we're comparing the U.S. men's national team to the U.S. women's national team once again. Why? Can the, Jake, seriously, why are we doing this every time this ha- happens at a World Cup with the women? I don't know, Stephen. I don't know. It's very interesting why we continue to do it. And I think the, the catalyst is the, is the equal pay issue that I think is the reason why yeah, but that, that's separate. What I'm talking about, the comparison today was the, was the, the fact that they scored 13 goals. It was not a celebration that they scored 13 goals. It was a comparison to the men game that I didn't comprehend. Look, when you make comparisons between the women and the men, it opens a can of worms and it just, devastates the discussion and moreover you're taking away the performance from the women because people begin to actually discuss the comparison rather than the performance by the women in France tonight admire it enjoy it criticize it if you thought the celebrations were too much or you thought tactically some Ellis did something wrong but stop with the comparisons because it doesn't help 
And as you'll see in our show notes, we do have a small comparisons we make. And we discussed it, whether or not we should bring it up. But since everyone else is going down that rabbit hole, we thought, well, well, let's venture into it. Yeah, it's hypocritical of us. But it also makes good sports radio. Timothy Burke on Twitter has his long Twitter feed that absolutely blew up. The United States women's national team has scored 10 goals, 10 World Cup goals today. The United States men's national team has scored 10 World Cup goals in the past 4,736 days. And he goes on and on and on about it. And I'm sitting there going like, cool, great. It's insignificant. Again, it's insignificant. Talk about world titles. How many do the women have and how many do the men have? Who cares how many World Cup goals do you have? Moreover, this kid in Norway, Erling Brat Holland, I don't know. I butcher every name. Scored nine goals in one game. I'm sure that's a great stat and he's going to carry that for the rest of his life. But if he does not go on to win silverware or go on to have a productive career at club soccer or at the national stage, it's just another blip on the radar. Some kid scored nine goals at a U20 World Cup. It's, it doesn't matter. And moreover, what did Norway do in that tournament? Are they in the semifinals of the U20s? No. In fact, they didn't even get out of the group stage. One question I have. Did people complain that he ran up the score? Or Norway in the U20 World Cup ran up the score? Secondly, how many of y'all actually knew that? How many of y'all actually cared? Jake, Norway U20s beat Honduras 12-0. Did you know that? No. No, I didn't know that. I really only paid attention to the U.S. youth national team during the U20 World Cup. Now, which is fair, you, Norway is not our native country, and Norway is not – we're not one of the top dogs at the U20 World Cup, like the U.S. women's national team. Top dogs, native country. Point being, they put 12 past Honduras. And it didn't matter. People don't. Nobody's looking back at that result and going like, wow. U.S. women's national team now have to go out and prove it to the world that they're best. And this 13 thumping of Thailand is nothing more of a product of how great they are and not a product of how bad Thailand is. And, and, and it's a detriment. And this is an extension of this point, Jake. I think it's not necessarily a good look on the women's game as a whole. When you have the number one FIFA ranked team play the 34th ranked team and there's a 13 goal margin at the World Cup. This is not a friendly. This is not a qualifier. This is the World Cup. And yes, there's been lopsided scores at the World Cup. Most recently, I think we all remember Germany's 7-1 thumping of Brazil in the 2014 World Cup. The point I want to make here since, uh, since we love comparing the men to the women it seems like if we took Belgium who is number one in the FIFA men's ranking and Austria who is number 34 would Belgium beat Austria 13-0 if they play today both with their best squads um extend it out let them play 10 times how many times do you think that would happen? 
zero out of ten. If you were to play the women of U.S. versus Thai, you would get the same score line or similar score lines ten out of ten times. You would have ten nothing, eight nothing, nine nothing, consistently. Just stop comparing the two. Enjoy this World Cup. Enjoy the fact that the U.S. have a shot of winning. Enjoy the talent that's out there. Enjoy it because we've gone on a dry spell when it comes to U.S. at at the World Cup because the U.S. men's national team missed out last summer. Enjoy this. And talk about the product on the field and not the the off-the-field crap and this comparison stuff because it takes away from the women. It takes away from the performances of Alex Morgan. It takes away from Rose Lavelle. It takes away from Samantha Mewis. This nonsense. And and Jake, let me ask you this. Because we're going to shorten this show up a little bit. Because there's really not much to talk about. It's just an ass-kicking of the tie. But this running up the score. Did you care? Honestly. In the celebrations post-match. Because that seemed to get uh, uh, quite a bit of a ridiculous outcry on Twitter. I saw the argument. I think it was from Abby Wambach that a lot of these girls were scoring their first World Cup goals. But to me, you get up 7-0, 8-0, 9 10 11-12, 13-0. is there to celebrate? I get it. It's a big moment for you. But in the same sense, there needs to be a little bit of sportsmanship. Don't act like you just won the World Cup because you just scored you know, the 11th goal on Thailand. There needs to, you know, I saw the video of them consoling quote unquote, the, some of the women on the, on the, on the Thai national team there, but maybe you wouldn't need to console those women if you didn't score 13 goals on them. Maybe, maybe they they wouldn't feel so embarrassed. Yeah. But the argument, I mean, there has to be a point. There has to be a point where you just, you take the the foot off the gas. And I understand this is a tournament where goal differential is in play. And if this Thailand team is as bad as the U.S. made them look today, then I guess, yeah, you maybe have to worry about Sweden hanging 10 goals in them too. But in the same sense, though, you're going to play Sweden in the final game for the group. In, in all honesty, you might want to lose the group. You, maybe maybe you don't want to play France in the quarterfinals. Maybe Maybe you want to avoid that. Or maybe you want to win. Maybe you want to win. Take care of business. You're the best team in the world. You should be able to handle Sweden. Sweden? It's just Sweden. Go beat Sweden. <laughs> exactly. That that that's what I didn't understand. Gold differential is gonna matter. That that's that's dependent on them drawing against Sweden. <laughs> if the US women's national team is the best team in the world, they should have no problem beating Sweden. But then I mean, again, I mean, this you're... is the same US women's national team that lost to Sweden. That's the most ludicrous uh, in the Olympics. That's the most ludicrous explanation i saw on twitter was gold differential you know what nonsense that is you had a better explanation saying this deal with it ty it's the world cup we're here to score as many as we want we're having fun i don't care they could have scored 22 on thailand and it wouldn't have made a difference in my eyes yeah it might leave a sour taste in some people's mouths but jake i really don't care and the goal differential argument is so nonsense. If you're the best team in the world, you could take care of Sweden, no problem, and still win the group. And maybe you don't want to win the group. Maybe you want to lose, which is kind of a dumb argument to make, but it is what it is. Goal differential. 
That's dependent on if the U.S. were to draw Sweden. Take care of business, and you don't need to worry about goal differential. Exactly. I'm, I'm sorry. That's 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 all I have to say. I, I just I... isn't that isn't that belittling how great this national team is by saying oh goal differential is going to matter. Mm, I don't think it belittles them. What you're saying? But... They're so scared of goal differential against Sweden. If you beat Sweden one nothing, it's not going to matter if Sweden hang thirty on Thailand. No, Stephen, you're, you're right. You're you're. You're right, and that's kind of why it's to me it's confusing, perplexing, annoying. Confusing. I just the, the celebrating is what gets me. The celebrating after you've scored eight goals, it, it it doesn't make any sense. You know what what fun is it at this point to just if you're a player and and you're basically scoring at will, that's not fun. Is it really fun for listeners? If you're playing FIFA, the video game, and you have it set to rookie, the difficulty set to rookie, and you're scoring. 10, 15, 20 goals on the on the CPU. Is that fun? Is that, is that fun? Well, Jake, from, boring. from experience, as a Patriots fan, running up the score is great. And I have no problem with what the U.S. Women's National Team did there. Run up the score. I don't care. But just get ready for the criticism. Get ready for the backlash. And you better back up that performance when the time counts. Like I said... If they lose to France in the quarterfinals, because I know that's a big circle date that everyone has, or the final, or the semifinals, or the uh, the round of 16, whatever it may be, this result will A, be insignificant, and B, people are going to laugh at it. Haha, <laughs> you, you hanged up 13 on Thailand. Woohoo! You didn't win any silverware. It's plain and simple. Listeners, question of the day. What did you learn from the U.S. women's national team's ass-kicking of Thailand? Let us know at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. You heard our thoughts. Meanwhile, the U.S. will sit around, wait until Sunday, where they take on Chile at noon Eastern in Paris at the Parc de Prince. That's going to be a hot sellout. Great atmosphere always at the Parc de Prince. Meanwhile, all eyes on Sweden, Thailand, several hours before 9 a.m. Eastern in Nice as that gold differential might come into play and we'll see what it turns out to be heading into that Chile match. Yeah, Stephen, the uh, U.S. better hope Sweden doesn't hang 14 or 15 goals on Thailand or else that final game might really mean something. Might have gold differential at play, it sounds like. Yeah, you know, the women might not beat Sweden. So, so scared. So scared of a draw. Right. But anyway, that's it for today's show. Make sure you follow the pod on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod. You can follow Steven at Steven Jodran. And follow Armand Kafai, who is celebrating his birthday tonight at Armand Kafai. So make sure you wish him a happy belated birthday. You can follow myself on Twitter at Jake Watroba. Don't forget our interview with Las Vegas Lights owner Brett Lashbrook. Is set to come out later this week, so be on the lookout for that. For Steven, I'm Jake. We'll talk to you guys next time. Duncan's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos.
Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusions apply. Limited time offer. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.